This is Season 6 of Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Listen, laugh, and learn. What was the most expensive antique coin ever sold? If you're 25 years old and live in Denmark, duck! Hi, I'm Nick. (laughs) And I'm Roy. Welcome to Season 6, Episode Number 20, where we scour the internet and other sources to gather totally useless information just for you. Plus, we'll open up the mailbag and headline from news from around the world. Sober up before you're allowed to play your guitar. Totally useless information it's everything you never needed to know welcome welcome back and uh, we're really excited for this brand new topic customs and traditions you know i'll tell you at first when we when we decided because one of our listeners wrote in and uh, said, and we'll, we'll have that person on as well mm-hmm. uh, later on in, in some other episode. But it was a great idea because the more I looked, the more I found some really cool stuff. So you go first. How about smashing coconuts on people's skulls? Yep, that's happened to you a few times. <laughs> it has, yes, which explains <laughs> so much. Um, breaking coconuts on people's heads is a ritual that's been around for a long time in the southern parts of India. Their Mm. extreme superstition has caused this to become an obsession, and therefore, despite warnings that they've continued to perform this act and Mm. been around since the colonial period, devotees to the Hindu religion will gather inside the temple and the priest will smash a coconut on the head of each of them, one Mm. after the other, as a sign to the gods that they're asking for good health and success. So people would line up, and the priest knocks them over the head with the coconuts. The subjects then usually walk away as if nothing had happened. Nick just sits under a tree. I shake it, and they hit him in the head, and I grab them, (laughs) fill them with rum, and we go, Coco Loco! (laughs) Rum and coconut juice. This is a weird one. Pointing lips. Pointing lips. Yes, you heard me correctly. Pointing lips. In Nicaragua, instead of pointing your finger or your thumb at something, which is in some other cultures use their thumb instead of their finger, yeah, people use their lips. They pucker their lips and point them either left or right using their lips. And in Nicaragua, this is what people do. So they just go, they go, like that and people think you're suffering a stroke or something exactly exactly oh you want me to go there oh i see okay how about attending the monkey buffet the monkey buffet festival in thailand on the last sunday of november is something rather spectacular if a little bit strange you know it happens in fra prang sam yat temple in Lop mm. and you know, you know that place right the fra prang <laughs> sam yat temple it's in Lopburi. Thailand. Yeah, Lopburi. Yeah. Lop, Lopburi. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing it. The people from Thailand email us at nickandroy.com and set us straight. Many yeah. have. A lavish banquet is laid out and a big celebration is held, but not for humans. The feast is held in honor of Lopburi's thousands of macaques that supposedly... Mm-hmm. Monkeys, what? Ma- macaques. Monkeys. They, they honor... Macaque? <laughs> monkeys. The macaque. Oh, they honor the monkeys macaque. Right. 
that supposedly bring good luck to the area. So they're not honoring my macaque. No. They're just Monkey. honoring the macaque. Right. And it, oh, okay. it, it supposedly gotcha. brings good luck to the area of Thailand and its occupants. And therefore, is it like a buffet? Do they have like a lot of sausage piled up? <laughs> no, they don't. Uh, the <laughs> festival includes performances by dancers in monkey costumes during the open ceremony and towers of fruits and vegetables. So no, no sausages. So the people dress up and run around acting like macaque. Yes, they do. <laughs> and they actually have monkeys. So, just, so basically, they're just all hanging around. <laughs> yes. <laughs> some to the left, some to the right. Depends how you hang. But anyway, these, these monkeys, they, they uh, climb up these towers of fruits and vegetables and jump and indulge on at the same time. So it is the officially, it's the Monkey Buffet Festival in Thailand. One time, I can't remember whether it was Mother's Day or Father's Day, we ended up at this temple, like this Tibetan temple in Tampa, Florida, mm -hmm. where it's like a big deal. You can look it up online. Every like Sunday, they do this food thing at the temple, and you get to go in the temple, and it's just it's really cool. I thought it was great, and the food was just phenomenal. So. Awesome. But I mean, it doesn't doesn't hold a candle to macaque. No, so. it doesn't. <laughs> which I really wouldn't want to do. No, because you have to watch out for the burning wax. Yeah, right. Because it burns. All right. I've already, <laughs> I've already put my time off notice in with Nick on September twelfth. I'll be in Russia. Oh. Yes, September twelfth in Russia is called the day of conception. Oh. People even get time off to go home and have sex. They're trying to increase the Russian population. But I believe it's the best time of day to hang out at a bar or a club in Russia mm -hmm. <laughs> because it's the day of conception. You know I mean? So let me get this straight. So you have time off to get off. Right. Exactly. Okay. You just be at a bar and bump into somebody, if you know what I mean. Pardon me. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, how about shoving faces in cake? What? There's a tradition. Perhaps one of the best traditions, mordida, is a Mexican birthday tradition. It's one of the best. The birthday boy or girl will have their hands tied behind their back, and when mm. they go to take the first bite of cake, they will have their face pushed right into the cake, while the rest of the party guests shout out, mordida, mordida, which is the Spanish word for take a bite. It's particularly mm -hmm. important to note here that Mexican cakes are very creamy. Right. So if you go from that festival to the one at the temple, mm -hmm. mordida macaque. <laughs> yes. Think about it. Oh, wow. Now, if you don't like that tradition of shoving someone's, uh, the birthday boy, birthday girl's face in a cake, why don't you go to nickandroy.com Slash birthdays, order and a birthday. And and no, complain. not and complain. No, you go to nickandroy.com slash birthdays and you can order a, a wonderful, a custom made, totally useless information show for the loved one for their birthday. Special messages. You go to nickandroy.com instead of yeah, pushing their face in case. Yeah, nickandroy.com slash birthdays. Speaking of the uh, macaque, uh, the handshake. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my hand. <laughs> the handshake is is a custom i mean think about it it's it's one of the, the biggest customs around the world because most cultures have a handshake of some sort yes it's they they believe it started out way way back 
and it is a demonstration of peaceful intent to show you have no weapons. Romans usually shook with the right hand and shook at the wrist because they wanted to make sure that there was no daggers. Ah, okay. So the the right hand, of course, was the fighting hand. So shaking hands became use, using the right hand to display that there was no weapon in the right hand. Makes sense. Which That's is why pretty you, cool. It is. That's why you it's can... believed to have begun in ancient Yemen. So that's where the handshake they believe started back in ancient Yemen. And unfortunately, the past couple of years, the handshake had gone by the wayside because of COVID and everything. But now mm -hmm. that things are pretty much back to normal, thankfully, you can shake your hands again or you can huh. shake someone else's macaque. <laughs> Here's, you don't want to shake them too hard because monkeys can get brain damage like babies right okay so, yeah, just want to get that straight right here listen what i i have a pretty firm handshake and and yeah. i was taught how to how to shake hands when i you're, and you have a very durable macaque yes I do. <laughs> if you can explain what durable means i'll say yes so anyway so when i worked at nbc i was shown how to properly shake someone's hand and to this day when i shake somebody's hand they go man you have quite a grip and that's the mm -hmm. way a a handshake should you should have a firm handshake a couple of pumps that's all you need never mind this wet fish kind of stuff because then it Nick's just throwing in his big big deal professional yeah. i work for nbc I'm that's a, right i'm a big yeah. shot there was the radio person <laughs> the national biscuit company <laughs> Which, by the way, okay, I, I'm sorry about going on. You need like a GPS to figure out the rest of this this topic. Yeah. But okay, so NBC, uh, there was a lawsuit way back when in the 30s or 40s, I presume. Uh, I was told that NBC sued NBC, the National Biscuit Company, because they also had the same letters. And what happened was, guess who won? The NBC network did, and uh, so the biscuit company had to change their name. Here's my teaser. Throwing cinnamon at a 25-year-old in Denmark. In Denmark, if you turn 25 and you're unmarried, not only do you have to face Valentine's Day alone, you must also endure your friends and family submerging you in a cloud of cinnamon. Hmm. The so long, like a giant gummy bear. Yes, the long, <laughs> yes, exactly. The long-standing tradition in Denmark is customary if a man or woman turns 25 and they're still single. Firstly, they get splashed with water, and then they mm. get covered from head to toe in cinnamon. It's not a form of punishment, but more just an excuse to be silly with friends. You think? And it's a tradition that no they, wonder he's not married. That's right, exactly. <laughs> the idiot's thrown cinnamon all over himself. It's a, it, it's a tradition in Denmark that dates back hundreds of years. And if you're not married by the time you're fifty, they throw nutmeg at you. No, I just made that up. And the girls, they get thrown. They throw apples at them. And if the guy rolls around with the girl, you have an apple pie. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then if they have, have a roll in the hay, it's an apple turnover pie. <laughs> ready for this one customs the mezuzah. mezuzah do you know what a mezuzah is no i don't think i do what is it well i lived in an apartment building when i was a child in new york okay in the yeah. bronx mm -hmm. and the jewish people all had this little rectangular thing on an angle on the side of their doorway oh, the have doorway. you ever seen it okay now that you've described it yes i do Yes, that's called a mezuzah. They intentionally put it on an angle. Okay, why? Because that's what it says in Deuteronomy. 
that they have to intentionally put it on an angle. Okay. And, and here, here is the actual thing. It, it tells the Jews in Deuteronomy to put it on their doorways. And again, it, it has to do with God with the passing over and so on. Mm-hmm. So God is protecting your home. Right. The outside is is on one side of the mezuzah, and the inside is on the other, where God will protect you. Right inside that little square, a little rectangle mezuzah, is a twenty-one word passage from Deuteronomy. It is rolled up really super tight, and it is placed into there with the first words of the saying from Deuteronomy facing up. There's, it's really serious. There's a lot that goes into this. Yeah, It is the dividing line between the outside and the inside. And also they say that God protects. That's why they touch it and say a little prayer, which, by the way, is the prayer from the passage. If you are of the Jewish uh, religion and you would like to enlighten us as to what Roy just talked about, go to our website, nickandroy.com slash contact us as you're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. From Beethoven to Bieber, rock and roll, to rhythm and blues, this is Totally Useless Music Information with Nick and Roy. Katy Perry. Mm-hmm. She's a music superstar, Nick. She is. Yes. Well, I say that to Nick because now he knows who Katy Perry is. I know who she was, but yeah, yeah Katie, of okay. course I know who she is. She's a superstar. Mm-hmm. And you might not know this, but her first album had nothing to do with like pop or music. No. In fact, it was all gospel music, hardcore gospel. But the reason you don't know it is because it was released under the name Katie Hudson. Oh, she had a different... And I could not find out if that's her actual name. But under Katie Hudson, now she goes as Katy Perry. So So. it was gospel music. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Do you like the sound of your maracas? I kind of play with my maracas all the time. I'm very gentle, though, with my maracas. I don't want to break them. Well, those of you who don't have one... I, I sometimes let Macaque play with the maracas, <laughs> yes, too. Exactly. He's Makes... pretty good with it. I'll tell you, he uses his tail sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, depending on the day of the week. Uh, so if you're interested in making one of these, here's we'll help you. There, there are three major parts of the maracas, okay? They're needed for you to, to make one. So the hollow oval top is called the bell, and it can be made of almost any kind of gourd or sea pod. Oh, my God. Oh, Katy Perry <laughs> sung about that. She did. Oh, my God. <laughs> and speed pod can be dried or hollowed out. The pellets that make the sound when the maracas are shaken are traditionally the dried seeds from inside the gourd. Other seeds, beans, beads, metal pellets, and even shells and buttons can be used inside the maracas to make the noise. Changing the type of material and the number of beads inside obviously will change the sound. And finally, the handle is made of wood or plastic, and the wood is a traditional material that was carved or whittled away to fit the opening in the gourd, oh my gourd, to make an attractive shape, and that was comfortable to hold and shake your maracas. Nick doesn't use a gourd. He uses his head, which he hits with the coconut. And then the dried up portion of his brain shakes around in there. Yeah. In that large, empty cavity, which. And it echoes, 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 echoes. Okay. I'm going to read some names to you. Yes. 
Agnetha Fatskog. Got her. Bjorn Olas. These like traders. Benny, yeah, born Golas. Uh-huh. Benny Anderson. Anna Fried Lagenstad. Uh. If you take the first letters from all these people's names, you will come up with one of the most famous bands in history. Mm-hmm. ABBA. Yes. You know, when you were telling me that, I was trying to, and I figured I, I accidentally spelt it backwards. So I apologize. It's A-B-B-A, right? Yes. Okay. ABBA. Backwards. So they took the first letter of their first names, mm-hmm. and that's how they came up with ABBA. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. If awesome. you had somebody named Young or somebody named Danny, you could have Yabba Dabba Doo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yabba Dabba Doo. Okay, I'm going to throw a name at you. Have you heard of Caroline McCaskey? No. Caroline is a classically trained violinist, composer. Hmm, that's probably why I never heard of her. <laughs> but from an early age, she was drawn to the music making possibilities. She wanted to learn how to play the saw. Her first saw, you see, came she in the movie? <laughs> no, not that movie. Her first saw came from Charlie Blocklock, the dean of music saw players. Oh, he, he gave it to her and he said, look in the corner, seesaw. <laughs> she did. <laughs> he showed her how to hold the saw, which she did see, and she saw what he told him. She, yes. Yeah, he told her. Getting confused. Yes. He showed her how to hold the saw and produce a pitch. Now oh. you know everything you need to know, so go home and practice. And she did. And Caroline McCaskey has won the International Musical Saw Competition twice in 2007 and 2018. Here's a sample of Caroline's saw work playing, this is part of the U.S. National Anthem, on a saw. And all wow. she, she did was bend a saw. She is super talented because while she played that, she built two log cabins as well. <laughs> Lincoln, two Lincoln log cabins, yes. <laughs> Boy, isn't that that really was terrible, I have to just think. No, but, but, <laughs> we're quite a, right. but quite a talent, though. Caroline yeah, McCaskey. It sounded like whining people. It sounded like a bag of cats, you know? <laughs> oh, Yeah. Oh boy, oh boy. Yeah. You learn a lot here, folks. Listen, you really you get you get a lot of entertainment for the money. Well, listen, <laughs> listen, laugh and learn, as we say. Listen, laugh and learn on totally useless information with Nick and Roy. Okay, I got one for you. Yeah. Jim Denny. Okay. He had a singer. He wanted to get him a big gig. So his first gig of all times, he gets him at the Grand Old Opry in Nashville. Okay. Goes up on the stage. He does his performance. Jim pulls him on the side and says, "Kid, you suck. Oh, go back, go back to driving a truck." That's Jim, right. Jim was yes. Jim had a very like he was very poetic. Jim, you suck. <laughs> I go sure. drive a truck. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, after saying that, the person persisted and kept performing. His name. Elvis Presley. No. <laughs> yes, yes. And probably a few years later, Jim uh, was found on the side of the road with a gunshot wound to the head. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I bet. I walked. <laughs> you know? wow. 
Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. That's hor- I mean it's horrible but really they yeah. t- boy he's kicking himself now. Okay, here are some musical jokes. Mm-hmm. C E flat and G walk into a bar. The bartender shows them the door and says, "Sorry, we don't serve minors." <laughs> what was Beethoven's favorite fruit? Banana. <laughs> oh, no, please stop. So what do you get when you drop a piano down a mine shaft? A a flat miner. (laughs) I want the audience to forgive us, but this is part of a joke that our musical director in high school, Dr. The Zick, used to say every time and to this day he does. Beethoven was one of the greatest composers of all time. Beethoven was a great composer. What is he doing now? He's decomposing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> there's a shout out to dr the zick from christopher columbus yeah i never found doc very funny <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> great musician yeah. just not a good comedian here's a story of a moron no not nick <laughs> <laughs> what a segue <laughs> composer not decomposer yes. <laughs> composer john cage released the song for dash 33 in 19 in his 1952 symphony the name of the song refers to the four minutes and 33 seconds of silence the orchestra does not play but cage says the audience sits there and listens for a noise and gets to hear the background which is music all by itself oh I believe that the symphony he wrote was called Requiem for a Moron. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) No, 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 it wasn't called that. I don't know what the symphony was called. 1952, John Cage. You could look it up. We would play a little snippet of it, but there's no sound. (laughs) No, here here it is. I have it right here. Beautiful. (laughs) Encore. Encore. Okay, here's here's, here's an encore presentation. Wow. How do they do it? Oh, God, How yeah. do they do it? Johnny boy. <laughs> so we all remember the Beach Boys. Oh, yes, yes. Nick Nick remembers them very well. He was about, he was getting Social Security at the time. Absolutely. The first time. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But who was the Beach Girl that played on the 1972 tour with the Beach Boys? Ooh. Now, this comes to us courtesy of, he's actually my co-worker here in Toronto on News Talk 1010. His name is Jerry Agar, and he's a great uh, music lover, and he knows a lot of uh, musical trivia. So he asked me if I knew of a beach girl that traveled with the Beach Boys. And I did look it up, I have to be honest, because I didn't know. And You didn't trust uh, Mr. Agar? Well, he was asking me the question, right? You know, so oh. oh, so he asked you the question. That's right, and I'm like, so Mr. Agar's relying on our expertise. Well, it's totally useless information, right? No, oh, I came to the right people. <laughs> <laughs> he did, and and so at first, so I did look. I admit, I did Google it. I'm like, okay, there were two names. First one is Carol Kay. Well, she did play in the studios with them, yes, but the Beach Girl that traveled with them was at the recommendation of Daryl Dragon, who is the keyboardist for the Beach Boys, and he recommended the musician who he had recently met at an audition for a hippie, echo-conscious musical Mother Earth. Her name was Tony Tennille. 
No. Tony Tennille played with the Beach Boys in their 1972 tour. And the captain, yeah. Daryl Dragan, was yes. with the Beach Boys. She joined wow. along the tour along Daryl Dragon, who had been christened Captain Keyboards because of his penchant for wearing a sea captain's hat. Oh, the captain hat. and Tennille. Exactly. And they, they so, went on, of course. Daryl Dragon. Yes. Daryl Dragon. Daryl had had pets as well, and he had a macaque. <laughs> yes. And it was Dragon Dragon Macaque. That's right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Well, let's talk about something amazing. It's a product called Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is changing my life. I get better sleep. I feel more active during the day. My stomach doesn't growl like crazy anymore. And it's all because of this amazing drink called Athletic Greens. No more vitamins all over the place. Taking one drink does everything for me. I feel fantastic. I turned Nick on to it. Yes, I did. With one delicious scoop, you get 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens, and a lot more. So start off your day right. Don't just take our word for it. Athletic Greens is trusted by leading health experts. So it's time for you to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. And Athletic Greens is giving a special right now to our listeners. Take advantage of it, folks. I'm telling you, it's a great product. Go to athleticgreens.com slash emerging, and they will send you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash emerging. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash emerging. Or you can just go to nickandroy.com and Click on the link. Athleticgreens.com slash emerging. Wall Street, Bay Street, NASDAQ, Henseng, Loonies, Toonies, Dollars, and Yens. This is On The Money with Nick and Roy. She sounds what so money? serious. What <laughs> money? What money? Yeah. Joe Biden's the president. She, so, <laughs> she sounds so serious, right? You know, he, he fell off his bike. I heard. He should have done to his tires what he did to the economy. He should have inflated them properly. Oh, look out. <laughs> Send your comments along to... You know what they say. If you fall off a bike, yes. just dust yourself off and run for president. <laughs> <laughs> run from the president. It generates more revenue than movies, sports, theme parks, cruise ships, and music combined. What is it? What do it? you think it is, Nick? What is it again? What is it? It's it generates more money than movies, sports, theme parks, cruise ships, and music combined. It is legalized gambling. Really? Ah, oh, she. I should have yes. bet on that. It is the largest entertainment revenue generator. That's that's a lot of money if you figure music, sports, theme parks, cruise yeah. ships. You know, I often said I'm not a betting man. I don't like my chances. No, I bet you didn't know that either. I didn't. Now I know. <laughs> Listen, laugh, and learn. See, I even learned stuff on our show. Uh, the Scottish sterling, while Scottish coins are the same as in the rest of the United Kingdom, Scotland has its own notes in circulation. They look quite different to what we see south of the wall, but they've been around since the 19th century. And one might argue 
you know, that, hey, the odd shopkeeper. Yeah, their note, Nick, their note says, please get me to England. Right. <laughs> it does. <laughs> you might have an argument with the odd shopkeeper about Scottish notes being legal tender elsewhere in the United Kingdom. But here's the kicker. They're not legal tender. What? Shopkeepers in England and Wales aren't legally obliged to accept Scottish banknotes. By the oh. same token, they're not legally obliged to <laughs> take. See how Nick did that by yeah, the same by token. the same token. Yeah. <laughs> See, I wasn't born yesterday. You know, maybe the day before. <laughs> by the same token, they're not legally obliged to take de debit cards either. What? According to the Bank of England. Legal tender only applies to Royal Mint coins and Bank of England notes. So nobody trusts the Scottish. No, they don't. <laughs> don't. Never trust a man wearing a dress. It's a kilt. Right, it's a kilt. You never want to wear a, a, a run in a kilt because you never know if, if you, you know, you're running really fast and people can get a glimpse of your macaque if you hold it. <laughs> yes, or your bagpipes. Yeah, you want to hold a monkey when you run because they can't run the same way. No, we they do. can't. No, exactly. No, Especially if you hold them by the tail. The largest counterfeiter in the world isn't a person. Oh. It's huh. a country. And that country, North Korea. Oh. You know, little rocket man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. In fact, they have produced what they call super dollar. Super dollar. That's exactly what they call it. Try opening up a super dollar store. So go to nickandroy.com with your complaints. <laughs> Click on That's contact. Nickandroy.com. Yes, and contact us. Yeah, uh, so the super dollar, yeah. it's, it's so good that they actually can't detect it with our counterfeiting stuff. It requires a special machine from the U.S. Mint to detect it. So far... Over $65 million of this fake money has been found. Amazing. So this is bad. Oh. But and and but if you get your hands on that money and you feel like it's counterfeit, just send it to nickandroy.com. No, you can't. No, don't do that. No, Come but on. They should go to nickandroy.com and look at the birthday message. You go to nickandroy.com slash birthdays and you have an opportunity to send your loved one a very special birthday message from Nick and Roy. We, we shouldn't say much more, Nick, because honestly, they need to go to nickandroy.com and listen to the sample. Yeah. It is awesome. It's the best gift ever. And it's especially when you say people that have everything. This is the gift, guys. It's so cool. The feedback that we get for every birthday message we produce, they say, oh, my God, this is wonderful. I, I cried. And we have one coming up pretty soon. And this is going to be a big one, a big milestone birthday. So go to nickandroy.com slash birthdays. Hey, how about some emergency money in Germany? Well what? before the euro came into circulation, Germany turned to unusual forms of currency as they suffered through a period of extreme hyperinflation after World War I. Mm. When the war left the German economy in shambles, local officials took to printing money on whatever they can find, from wood to aluminum foil to silk linens. The form mm -hmm. of currency was called Notgeld. N-O-T-G-E-L-D, did I say that right? Not geld? Yeah, not geld. Not geld, which not means geld. emergency money. Right. That was during the Weimar Republic. Weiss is Germany und Deutschland, Deutschland. 
Take my tinfoil. I've got money made of wood. Yes, the unofficial. Because the Germans have monkeys, you know. Yeah, sure they do. (laughs) Wow. That's the unofficial German national anthem. I'm glad I got that off my chest. <laughs> so, I'm the sure. most expensive. So, I, hold on. Hold on. I, I'm sure all of the German listeners out there, and we do have listeners in Germany, at least we did, you know, 30 seconds ago. No, I really am glad I got that off my chest. And I am talking about that 110-pound uh, uh, German woman. Right. <laughs> yeah. She was a nice big piece of German. I'll see you kid. later, Greta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you regret it already. <laughs> you oh, saying. my God. Though Here's my teaser. The most expensive uh, antique coin ever sold was a 1913. Trust me, Nick knows it. <laughs> 1913 Liberty Head Nickel. Uh, it sold for $43.7 million. Whoa. It was one of five coins that were minted by a rogue mint employee who stamped them improperly. The five coins got out. People searched for them. One coin has been found, $43.7 million at auction. If I had a nickel every time I heard that story, mm-hmm. I'd have the same millions. Yeah. Uh, these are coins of arms. You can arrange the newer one pence, two pence, five pence, 10 pence, 20 pence, and mm-hmm. 50 pence coin to reveal but just don't invite mike pence right i knew you were gonna he go won't there. certify it exactly <laughs> you can reveal an esoteric or secret shield design that mimics the coat of arms on the one pound coin cool this clever feature was created by designer matthew dent in 2008 mm. so the Jesus. one pence to two pence five pence and so on all the pence coins you yeah. put them together in a design, and it mimics the coat of arms of the one-pound coin. That is cool. Yes. See, folks, you learn stuff here like you'll never learn anywhere else. Yes. In 2009, a chemist named Yang Gang Zhu of the University of Massachusetts. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's just a local. Yeah. You know, from Massachusetts. <laughs> yes. Yang Gang Zhu. He did a study and found that 85% of money had traces of cocaine on it. Oh. The study was done in 2009. It was a little different then. You remember, Nick? Yeah. (laughs) So he found that 85% of the money that he tested had cocaine on it. He then took money from New York, Miami, and L.A. and found that 98% had some traces of drugs on it. Oh. As opposed to Chinese money, which he tested and he said only had 20% of trace amounts of cocaine. Okay, so let's get this straight. That's because they only accept American money when they do their drug trades in China. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You can go to our website, nickandroy.com, click on contact us, and you can send us an email. We'll get into our mailbag and, of course, some news from around the world because you're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Do you have an idea for a great new podcast? You can bring your idea to life and start your podcast today with Lipson. Our podcast has been on Lipson for at least a year and a half now. We love 
Lipson. Lipson has everything you need to plan, launch, and grow your own podcast. Hey, if we can do it, you can do it too. Lipson provides some of the best resources created by expert podcasters who will show you everything you need to know, like what equipment you should use, how to record great audio, and how to get your show onto Apple Podcasts and other popular platforms, and much more. Plus, as a friend of totally useless information with Nick and Roy, when you sign up with Lipson, you get your first month of podcasting totally free because you heard it here. Pretty cool. There's never been a better time than right now for you to start podcasting. Visit Libsyn.com and use code FRIEND. Libsyn is L-I-B-S-Y-N.com and use the code FRIEND, F-R-I-E-N-D. You know how to spell friend because we're friends, right? That's Libsyn.com and use the code word FRIEND to get started and create your podcast today. What's in the mailbag? What's in the mail? Tell you what's in the mailbag. Lipson's in the mailbag. That's right. <laughs> well, Lipson.com and use the code word FRIEND. Yeah, they're really great. Lipson's been a great, great tool for us. So, okay, I got a mailbag here, and I love this one. It's so simple. One line. Harland from Israel writes us, and one line, Nick, and I had to say this because I thought it was great. Okay. He writes, are you Jews? Okay. <laughs> so I, I wrote back to him, no, but we shop like we are because <laughs> we've done everything at wholesale. You know what I mean? Yes. Exactly. So we're Catholics, but we do celebrate one Jewish holiday. That's Christmas. I mean, think about it. Jesus was born. He was a Jew. So it's really a Jewish holiday. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Thank so what, you, Harland. We, we, we have listeners in Israel. 16. We do. Four countries around the world, 65? 65 and counting, and Israel is definitely one of them, and we thank you very much for listening week after week, because they do. Awesome. So we talked earlier about our birthday messages, nickandroy.com slash birthdays, but Lisa from London, Ontario, went to our website. Actually, she heard the message on, um, she heard us talking about the birthday message on uh, on CJBK, which is one of our radio stations of Iran on the iHeart Radio Network in Canada. So she ordered a birthday message. She provided all the information that we needed to gather totally useless information about the day that her friend was born. She loved it. They all loved it. She played it for a crowd. They loved it. Find out what the fuss is all about. Go to nickandroy.com slash birthdays to get yours today. Lisa did, and thank you for the feedback, Lisa. We truly do appreciate it. Yeah, hi, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. <laughs> nickandroy.com. And now for something completely useless. Hedonophobia. All right, since COVID, people are scared of everything. Monkey pox. Mm-hmm which is now called macaque pox. <laughs> you imagine there's a new strain going around the world. It's macaque pox. There's a new strain, macaque pox. <laughs> a pox in you and all your ancestors. Head no, head onophobia, hedonophobia. What is that? It's the fear, get ready, the fear of feeling pleasure. I know a few girls like this in high school. <laughs> <laughs> so did I. <laughs> What's the matter? But with it you? is the fear of feeling pleasure. And I kind of like to, you know, I think that if you have a problem like this, you have to get yourself into it maybe by 
you know, like you have a little dog or a cat or whatever, you feel pleasure from these animals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's my useless fact, like that one wasn't. The in, you know the, the infinity symbol looks like a, the number eight that's taking a nap? Yes. It's a mathematical symbol representing the concept of infinity. That mm-hmm. symbol has a name. Lemniscate, L-E-M-N-I-S-C-A-T-E, and it's named after the lemniscate curves of a similar shape studied in in the algebraic geometry or lazy eight in the terminology of livestock branding. Wow, that's cool. Lemniscate is the mathematical symbol for the infinity symbol. Wow, we've we've talked about ampersand, the end is called an ampersand. Yeah, that is cool. It is. So today on the show, we talked about customs and traditions, brand new topic. We talked about music. We talked about money. It's time for the news. And now, from around the corner and around the world, this is TUI News. Hannah Gerdhart was a frustrated wife because her husband, Paul Gerdhart, he downed a whole bunch of hard lemonades and ruining every social gathering with his god-awful version of Hey There, Delilah. She figured out how to... Because he was drunk, you see, and every time he got drunk, he he was inclined to sing Hey There, Delilah. Is this the Tom Jones song? No, no, that's that's why this is a Hey There, Delilah, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Okay, that one. Simon and Garfunkel, maybe? No. She figured out how to install a breathalyzer on her husband's acoustic guitar case. Oh, very good. That would keep the hard shell case locked until he sobered up. So he did the old breathalyzer before he could start singing the Delilah tune. That's correct. Why, why, why? Not that Delilah. It's the other Delilah. I got carried away. I had a few lemonades. (laughs) (laughs) No, they were hard lemonades. It does it. I'll tell you the truth. It does it to you, Nick. You drink that stuff, and it does it to you. You begin to sing stuff. Okay. So you're ready for a full concert then? No, uh, I'm telling you. What do you think I do before I do a show? I get loaded. <laughs> By the way, yes, you, if you go to musicbyroy.com and you go to the website, you find out where Roy is singing in Southwest Florida. Oh, Check it I out. I get stone drunk. Yeah. I can't do the show sober. <laughs> That's the entertaining part. So this was not an easy do-it-yourself job, but somebody needed to stop him. She said, I went down to one of those places that installs breathalyzer in your car if you have too many DUIs. Yeah, this was no DIY project. This no. was a full-blown thing. Yes. I bought one, she said, and managed to modify it to work on my husband Paul's old Fender. He could have just put it on his guitar and not his car. (laughs) Oh, not that Fender. Okay, so he's got to blow into this little mouthpiece, and if his blood alcohol level is above .08, it activates the lock that holds the strings in place and doesn't let them vibrate. Oh, my God. Now, if I could just find a way to prevent my husband from speaking, moving, or thinking while drunk, I'll be all set, she says. Wow. So she went into her nightstand that night and found a breathalyzer on her vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> I got your back, honey. That's right. If that That's thing right. vibrates. <laughs> yeah. Then he realized he had to perform and he took the lock off. That's right. <laughs> he sobered up. 
So her husband, Paul Gerhard, was less enthusiastic about her crafty handiwork. This is bull crap, he said. Actually, he, he, said, that. he, he said, said he bull slurred. Crap. He said bull crap. Well, he said the other word, oh. but bull crap for the He's sake of. He's a farmer, yeah. He slurred this while stumbling around the kitchen trying to stuff Doritos. Oh, so he was drunk. He couldn't even work the breathalyzer probably. He said, this is bullcrap. <laughs> exactly you it. son of a sea cook. And he was stumbling around the kitchen trying to stuff Doritos into his mouth and mostly missing. Oh, so the guy's making a, a slob of himself as well. On top He's of it. sloppy drunk. Everyone loves when I play guitar, and when I'm a little drunk... Yeah, but nobody loves his fender that's all orange from his Dorito. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> his orange fingers and his strings are all orange from... I know that I heard that he rubbed his his hands in Donald Trump's hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what happened. He says, "I'm when I'm a little drunk, it helps release." A little drunk. That's what all drunks say. That's right. I'm a little drunk. <laughs> exactly. It's like you're almost pregnant. That exactly. That just helps unleash my creative energy and fearless performance skills. Oh yes, skills. that's what the Beatles said about um, you know like cocaine. <laughs> well, he says no one ever got hurt from mixing booze and music except for oh, Jimmy. Yeah. Hendrix, Keith Moon, and all the Guns N' Roses. Have you ever seen the guitar player for the Rolling Stones? <laughs> he looks like the Crypt Keeper from a horror story. <laughs> now, experts believe that Hannah Gerthardt's invention could be easily replicated and may, in ah. fact, become common practice around the country. Yeah, because you don't want drunks playing the guitar. That would then knock out all the rock and roll bands in history. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. This is how now, serious we, this is. If we incorporate both the vibrator and the thing, we won't even have the saying sex, drugs, and rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It'll be a travesty for the United States. This is, this is, this is serious, Nick. It is. Don't drink and drive. Don't drink and play guitar. No, 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 no. no. Don't you dare try and strum a guitar when you're drunk. I mean, no. honestly, I, I really feel that it's it's just not a good thing to do. My body lies over the ocean. That's all the time that we have here on Totally Useless My Information with Nick and Roy. I want to thank you very much for listening. We'll scour the internet and other... We'll keep playing. Keep playing. The thing kicked in. No one knows what it's like. To be the sad man. So don't be sad. Go to nickandroy.com. We try to make this show great for you, and we do appreciate 65 different countries on the radio all over Canada. This is amazing. Thank you so much. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. Thanks for listening. Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy is a production of nickandroy.com. Visit nickandroy.com.